Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it's Friday. We made it uh, to the end of this week, the week ending in uh, Friday, June 17th. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. Johnny Cadillac's working the board. He's been beating me up for the last 24 hours to do a story. Maybe second half of the segment, we'll do that. Um, you know, I was just thinking, do people end their week, have you ever seen those calendars where, to me, the end of the week is, I don't know, sometime on Saturday. Some people like start the week on Monday, some people end it on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Johnny, when do you end your week, do you think? Um, A lot of times on Fridays, I feel, but I don't know, no. I'd say it's usually a pretty standard calendar week for me sunday to saturday but then sundays i can still feel weekend mode so yeah. i guess it varies yeah no i'm with you the work week is definitely for most people on a friday and that's probably why we celebrate uh we are going to have uh steve glenn from executive travel on here shortly uh, to discuss their ongoing efforts in Warsaw, Poland, where they have helped displaced Ukrainians from the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Um, over the last couple months, we had Steve on um, as he began to discuss the idea and formally announce it. And they have been rolling for a couple of months, uh, finding uh, hotel rooms, food, medicine, and just essentially trying to help out, right? I, to be honest, haven't kept up with how many displaced persons there are. Um, I'm sure Steve is going to have a good number. Um, but safe to say, in the early stages of that conflict, we watched a lot of people heading into Poland, heading um, west, and just trying to get out of the way. Um, certainly tragic. Uh, but we're looking forward to the update. I know that uh, there's probably been more uh, people from the local area that have been helping out as well as executive travel. I know Union Bank and Trust has had seven members over there volunteering, and they have a big fundraising event coming up. So we look forward to uh, Steve, if he gets some time, giving us a call and discussing that. Um, we'll definitely, if we get that done, open the phone lines on the back end uh, of the show, the second segment, and go from there. Now, Johnny, I guess I have to say it up front because if if I don't give you the second to tell what the what the potential second segment story is, then I might forget. And I know you don't want me to forget. So second segment, the big story, the national story in Johnny's cabeza, his head is <laughs> Oh man, you just have me a uh... Well, you got come on, yeah, man. You no. got I mean, you're working so, behind the dude, key. You got to announce what it is. Due to recent allegations, Vince McMahon, the chairman of World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, is at least temporarily stepping down from his position with the company that he's owned for, gosh, like 40 years now. All right. Well, Johnny, you're going to have about 20, 20, 25 minutes to think of a better intro than that as we get ready to take on uh, that story, at least make everybody aware of it. 
Johnny, like I said, beat me up all night about whether or not uh, I, I would do it. And I said, you know what? If we have time, second segment after Steve Glenn is on, be happy to add it to the flair. Because it's not going to be covered by national news or most outlets. But here... We go with things we're passionate about and things, and we know just between Johnny and I, we like wrestling. So we know there's a lot of listeners that are following. Hey, WWE's a big stable in world wrestling. All right, we've got Steve Glenn on the line from Executive Travel. Hey, Steve, welcome back to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, guys, thank you. How are things going with your effort in Warsaw, Poland? Well, thank you for... For asking, I'm actually getting on a jet plane to go over to Warsaw here next tomorrow, and uh, we're uh, very excited, guys. We, you know, I don't know if you, all your listeners know the history, but back in April, uh, actually in March, when Putin invaded Ukraine, it just kind of really made me mad, and I said, I got to do something. I don't even know what it is yet, and. Uh, then I basically worked with a guy in our office named Brian Wallingford. I handed him my credit card, and I said, go rent out a hotel in Warsaw, Poland. We're going to figure out how to put these families in a hotel room and give them a safe harbor so they got a, a, a room to sleep in, they got food to eat, and they got medical supplies. And uh, so we did that, sent him and the team over there, and since that, we've been at this now since April, and now. Oh, we right might have, now we, yep. we're good. We're good. We lost you for a second. Yeah, so we basically now have uh, have put up Ukrainian families, primarily uh, mothers and children, who have been forced out of Ukraine as their husbands are fighting the war, and uh, so we're putting those up in a hotel in Warsaw, and um, guys, it's been this, you know, a really great success story where we've, we've sent volunteers over there from Nebraska, and uh, we're, we're on about 500, uh, uh, 500 uh, uh, person that we've helped put into the hotel, and now we're finding permanent housing them so they can move quickly from our hotel to permanent housing, and then we can bring in another family. So every day we're bringing in five new families, sending five on to permanent housing, whether it be in Poland or in UK or Canada or Spain. So this has really turned into a tremendous success story to help the Ukrainian people and primarily mothers and children. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I remember when you were on the show and you were just – kind of it was just going into action you had already had kind of the thought and you were getting ready to go and and i know some other people from lincoln and other businesses have kind of got on board with volunteering and helping can you speak to the effort of local lincoln folks and uh you know backing you up in this uh very you know great it's a humanitarian mission yeah we've had tremendous support guys we've had both individuals you know even a ten dollar uh $10 bill to people that we just had amazingly Union Bank and Trust sponsor the whole month of August with hotel rooms. Can you believe that? Yeah, I that's mean, fantastic. I mean, they're, they're, they're amazing people. We, they took over 11 people there for a couple weeks, and they 
literally help the, the the mothers and their children and and trying to make sure that they had a a safe harbor you know with uh, with rooms and we tried to help the mothers with their uh visas and tried to watch the children while the mothers could go out and and get their uh, you know get uh, get the jobs that they want that's the other thing that we're helping now the mothers find jobs Sure. Uh, and if, if we can get them uh, child care, then if we can help with the job side. So, uh, and we've had other companies uh, that just have just done a tremendous job with just supporting it. You know, a lot of people think of big dollars, but it doesn't take big dollars. I had a friend hand me a check this week from Pawnee City for $500. And she says, you know, that's not much. I said, no. That's tremendous. At $50 a day, you've helped 10 room nights for mothers of, of a mother and three children. I said, you, you just had 10 room nights for four people. You helped 40 Ukrainian people. I mean, that's room, that's food and medicine. I said, it, it doesn't have to be gigantic. Sure. Even a $50 bill. Is giving a room to a Ukrainian family for a night and food. Yeah, so you it, know, it's just been amazing to p- see people do it. Well, and I can see you're still you're still in it and motivated. Is there a website people can go and and donate, or where's the yeah, best place for people to donate? Yeah, we have a site called, um, uh, excuse me, the uh, it's called Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine. Um, Operation. And it, it shows all the articles we received, the, the press. It also gives uh, updates on what's going on over there, as I'll try to do when I get over there again. And the other thing is we've had we've had over 60 volunteers from the Lincoln area go over there. These are people been on the ground from Lincoln, good old Lincoln, Nebraska. And they've gone there help people and now they're even helping people get to the u.s figuring out how to get them here how to find sponsor families so the operation safe harbor ukraine.com is where you can learn more and where you can if you want to participate with the kindness of a donation i can guarantee you that every penny will go to these ukrainian people we're not wasting any of your money and i think that's why i decided to do this is I didn't want to give to a big organization like the Red Cross, even though they're a fine organization. I wanted to go directly to the Ukrainian people. And I think that's what resonated with people. They wanted to give but didn't know how to give, guys, uh, and not have their money wasted. Well, trusting local people that are in our community that we can talk to on the ground and press the flesh, so to speak, uh, really helps the confidence of your giving. What have you, as you transition, and I think it's a phenomenal plan where you've brought people in and then you're getting them bed down in food, but now you're transitioning more permanent housing, you're helping with jobs. Have you... Uh, worked with the Poland government or the local Poland um, outreaches, maybe um, national organizations um, from a yes. coordination standpoint, as well as probably Warsaw uh, citizens, I would be my guess. But could you describe yes. that? Yeah, it's really been cool to see how the, the, the Polish people, number one, have been just amazing. They have They have said, we're going to bring these people into our houses and we're going to help them. 
And uh, that, you know, took the first million people. <laughs> but then they ran out of houses and, and rooms to, to help them. But the Polish government's been fantastic. Actually, now a Ukrainian can go apply for financial support. The Polish government will give them about $250 per person. So a family for four can get about $1,000 that the Polish government's giving them um, in that process. We also work with the local Rotary Club, and the Rotary Club now is buying our lunches for our refugees at the hotel. So, you know, it's really interesting how this evolved. The first week we were there, we literally were making peanut butter sandwiches in the back of a car, handing them out to refugees, and now we've gotten donations from the Rotary Club and, and the government and, uh, you know, uh, different kitchens there that have donated funds so that the, the refugees can actually eat in the hotel. So it's really evolved. So what used to be kind of eat out of the back <laughs> of an SUV now has evolved to you can have a nice lunch in the restaurant of the hotel. So we were really blessed. The other thing that was a big, big issue was the issue of language. And now we're getting volunteers that can speak Russian and Ukrainian and Polish. And so we don't have as big of a, of a language barrier, which is really difficult. Sure. Sure. Well, Steve Glenn, um, I'm sure, um, I mean, you made a world of difference, you and, and everybody involved in, um, some, People that are in a really bad situation. Um, my understanding is you have a big fundraising event coming up this weekend. Is that correct? Well, we've got a, a bunch of uh, fundraising that we're trying to do. We had a really generous offer from the Pete family to help about, with donations. And if you uh, do a donation on the website, uh, if you go on there, you'll find out more. But they'll even help donate some beef to the the donors and other stuff. So there's some really great promotions going on that all that money goes to the Ukrainian effort. So um, I'll tell you, we've just been overwhelmed by the generosity of people. And I think they res it, the thing that resonates with them, they know we won't waste their money. They know it's a local effort and they know that these Ukrainian people have been taken advantage of by Putin and it's terrible what's happening to them. These are great people. Each one, every one of us would like to have them as a neighbor. They're tremendous people with tremendous talent. And what's happened to them should never happen to anybody in the world. Well, no doubt about it. Well said, Steve Glenn, and I, I wish you continued success. Please keep us uh, in the loop as we are happy to keep pushing the story and getting updates from you. Um, can't thank you enough for uh, representing the community, but also what you're doing, you know, for humanity on the other side of the Atlantic. Well, thank you so much, guys, and uh, I appreciate you getting the word out to Lincoln, and and thanks to everybody that helps as a volunteer, as a donor, and just also your prayers. Uh, we need your prayers desperately. All right. Best of luck, Steve Glenn. Uh, safe travels. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Steve Glenn from Executive Travel, uh, really giving us an update um, since announcing uh, Operation Safe Harbor, where um, I, I would just say, you know, having him in the studio a couple times, a real calling to go help uh, 
displaced Ukrainian people, which for the most part, you know, are women and children. And, and a lot of the men have uh, turned back to fight. Um, and so their operation is out of Warsaw, Poland. You you heard him break it down. Boy, uh, they've gone from nothing to, um, you know, helping over 500 families. And they're essentially, you know, getting five moved out into jobs and housing as well as bringing five in. And and that's pretty cool. You've got Union Bank and Trust out there helping uh, the Peed family and many, many, many uh, individual donors. So uh, check them out at Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine. Uh, we'll be back. Second segment of a Frogman Friday here. 1499 3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499 3 KLIN. All right. We just finished it up in an interview with Steve Glenn from Executive Travel uh, talking about Operation Safe Harbor in Ukraine. As you recall, uh, he came on the show, announced it uh, that uh, essentially he had a calling, and they were going to go over to Warsaw, Poland, and figure out how to help uh, displace Ukrainians, mostly women and children. And boy, they're a couple of months into the effort, maybe more than that. Um, I think since April, and uh, doing well. He talked about uh, the efforts so far and the impact they've had on people's lives, who they're coordinating with, and and obviously local support. Um, which he very much appreciates. And you can go to Operation Safe Harbor Ukraine uh, to check out their program. Uh, nice to see organizations like Union Bank and Trust and the Pied family and Sandhills and I'm sure Piedmontese, maybe even Dormy Network. I mean, uh, the Pied family has a vast enterprise uh, helping out. So cool. You know, um, you know, they've helped over 500 people already. It sounds like, you know, they're able to get them jobs and, and move to more permanent housing. And, and clearly, um, you know, these folks at some point in time probably are, are not going to be going back to Ukraine, right? So uh, legal immigration uh, into the United States uh, and, you know, coming to Nebraska and Lincoln uh, would be great. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, let's get let's get people here. You know, let's get legal immigrants into the United States and the ones that need it. Uh, keys to the city, folks. Uh Today's your last chance to enter the keys to the city keyword. The business is WC South Sports Bar, the keyword dive bar. It's KLN Keys to City brought to you by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. Don't forget the Lincoln Arts Festival is going on this weekend. I will talk a little bit about that uh, in the second segment, as well as our resident wrestling expert, Johnny Cadillac, is going to break down an updating story about the WWE 1499.3 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're back. Jack Riggins host and Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. It is the last 20, 25 minutes of Drive Time Lincoln this week. We have Frogman Friday today. Uh, call lines are open right now, 402-479-1400, Rick's Nine Recognition Hotline. I already have some text people want me to answer some things. I'll try to get to it, but... um. And I got some, you know, what's going on in Lincoln this weekend. There's a lot going on in Lincoln this weekend. But first, I want to go to our world wrestling expert uh, extraordinaire, the man that knows everything, Johnny Cadillac. What's the breaking news that out there, Johnny? That is quite the intro for me. I love it. Uh, but it's, it's more of a serious, like, to me, being a wrestling fan my whole life, um, you never really thought something like this would necessarily happen. And now that it's going on... Recent allegations 
uh, have brought their way to head and um, to the point where Vince McMahon is having to, at least temporarily, maybe altogether, but at least for the time being, temporarily step down as chairman and CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. And so it, it's looking like tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. He's going to make an announcement at the start of the show. His daughter, Stephanie, is taking over as an interim CEO. Um, I, I don't know if... I think he's just... I think in his mind, he's just taking a break uh, to, like, I don't know, deal with these allegations that as he has to face head on now. All right, Johnny, real quick. Give me but, the headline. What's the headline? Okay. Oh, he's got to look away. I mean, Johnny is the producer, so he's a little nervous giving yeah. this breaking news. I know, I'm not the one. I'm not used to bringing, bringing the news up on here. But uh, investigation at WWE appends leadership. McMahon steps down. All right, there you have it. Vince McMahon, head of the World Wrestling Federation, WD Entertainment. Yep. Uh, Used since, to be World Wrestling Federation. Yes, since 1982. Yes. Is, I've uh, got some serious allegations. Now, Johnny, I'm going to have to critique you here a little bit for oh, the audience. Go for it. First of all, you said as a lifelong fan, you're, su- you're surprised, shocked, didn't think it would happen. Wait a minute. You've got hulking lads of which there's been steroid potential allegations in the past, yes. maybe use hulking men. You've got women in short dresses. Part of the entertainment, because it is entertainment, is, uh, you know, big people throwing each other around. Uh, there's girls. I mean, it's, it's, it's a free-for-all. And then um, you have powerful people, Vince McMahon included, with lots of money. How do you not and, think there can't be a scandal? Well, I, I guess, yeah, no, poor wording <laughs> on my end for sure. And the thing is, and I've, I, I have been a wrestling fan my whole life, and it, it's no secret, whenever there's the latest good-looking woman in WWE, Vince McMahon always has to get himself involved where they're, they're kissing or doing whatever else, and I've always wondered how Linda can stay so faithful to him. Well, yeah, I mean, how many fake and, relationships has he had on absolutely, air, right? I yeah. mean, I, what I would say is, it's I don't want to say it's been a long time coming, but it's not surprising. Um, the article that we read that we yeah. were quoting um, is, the is Omaha World Herald. Yes, is uh, three million. He had paid this, uh, I believe, paralegal. Um, you know, this is very common when you see these big stories where you know we'll call it hush money or a non-disclosure agreement uh, goes out. And as you can imagine, with somebody of Vince McMahon's stature. Um, there's several of them, so yeah. he has to step down for now. Um, he uh, has his, p- his company well positioned with other family members that can run it, and he'll deal with this. Um, here's my question to you, Johnny. Okay. Besides you and I, who track and find obscure stories, how much do you think this over the next couple of months uh, will make the media headlines outside of the wrestling circles? Uh. I, to be honest, I'm surprised it's made it as big as it has right now. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that I, I'm i used to when these kind of news articles break. Now, when the, the there was a big steroid allegation in the early 90s, internet wasn't around back then, um, so it was different. And that was the last time that Vince was kind of in some se- serious heated trouble with the media. Well, I can't say the last time, but it was the last big article where it was like, oh, the company might be in trouble. And he stayed in charge at that time. But the fact that nowadays, in 2022, if some sort of even wrestling-related anything comes up in 
any sort of mainstream media, I have at least half a dozen Facebook friends tagging me in posts saying, Johnny Cadillac, have you seen this? And yes, I have. What struck me right away today was the fact that the first article that somebody tagged me into came directly from the World Herald, and I said, this already has more media attention than I thought it was going to have. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, we covered it. Uh, you did a good job. I throw you under the under the spotlight for a few seconds yeah, to I appreciate talk it. about it, and I know you enjoy it. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, hey, listen, if you if you want to follow those type cases, um, you know, they're out there. And, you know, there's still one going on um, due to the Republican primary for gubernatorial that doesn't get much press right now. And, and frankly, it probably won't until it reaches some kind of conclusion. Um, and either way, um, like I've said before, things like this are sad if uh, they're true. Um, they're sad if they're false allegations. Um, I think in this nation we've uh, become kind of deaf a little bit to powerful executives and things like this. But nonetheless, um, I think that uh, Vince McMahon, given the business, given the entertainment that we see, um, yeah, there's he's probably dealt with this quite a bit. I mean, uh, if you ever get to talk to some of these national level uh, famous people and certainly industry, I mean, there's always something going on. So, you know, having let's let's stay with sports for a second because okay. I never really got to comment on PGA Tour and live golf. Okay, folks, if you're not a golfer, and by the way, it's U.S. Open weekend, Father's Day weekend, for most of us golfers in the United States and worldwide, this is the best tournament of the year. However, there is a breakaway tour. We're going to call it the live tour, right? L-I-V. And this has made some waves over the last three, four months. Why? Um, well, because it is funded primarily by the Saudi uh, public fund, public investment fund. And they're throwing big money at players to transfer to their tour. Okay? And and you can't fault an organization that's a startup for trying to do that. And I think most people that follow golf were a little surprised when the PGA Tour really drew a hard line. Essentially did the, hey, this is the red line in the sand. And they said, hey, if you are play with them, you can't be with us. And, and that's going to end up playing out in court. But anyway, um, as the Live Tour has tried to start up, they had their first event last week, and then some of those players came here to the United States uh, for the U.S. Open. It's garnered much more media attention than I think golf as a whole is used to. And the press being the press, everybody jumped on it. But I think there's some key things to understand. First of all, it's a third major competitive tour, and even to say major may be stretching it. It has major personality. So it has some very top players from America, Europe, and other parts of the world that are being paid to play golf, um, so kind of like a salary. Um, the other two tours are the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour or the old European Tour. Then there's the, you know, that's the niche they're trying to get into. Well, this has started somewhat of a rock throwing contest between certain players on the PGA Tour and otherwise and the Live Tour. What's interesting is, first of all, this isn't 
the first time this has happened in professional golf uh, way back when uh, players felt that they weren't getting paid enough and therefore, you know, they renegotiated, created their own tour. Oftentimes on Monday, they'd go to places and play where they got appearance fees. And so be that as it may, the PGA Tour has increased purses due to this and really quote-unquote for a players' union, done a lot of good things. It might not have happened had this tour come around for their own players. Other players chose to leave and go um, to LIV Golf. But all of a sudden on Monday, here back in America, you saw the political machine at work. I mean, reporters from Golf Channel down to sports reporters started bringing up human rights abuses. They started bringing up... 9-11 families and 9-11 families were writing players, you know, saying that they're un-American and stuff like this. Um, That is interesting that, again, I think the PGA Tour took a hard stance and said, you're with us or you're not with us. And now they're trying to justify their position um, and working hard. And I don't know that it's going that well. Why do I say that? First of all, um, human rights and the terrible things we've heard that have happened with Saudi Arabia, there's a lot of countries and a lot of individuals and countries that we could find the same stuff. No doubt about it. Even America. Okay, so kind of throw that one out. What's that got to do with the competitive golf league? Uh, Two, 9-11 families weighing in uh, at this stage. That just seems completely political propaganda. Um, You know, your loved ones, as tragic as it is, have lost. That you lost then, uh, 22 years later, one year later, uh, getting involved in a golf uh, dust-up. I don't get that. That makes no sense. If anything, right, you would go as a family of 9-11 or if you were industry and you'd look at the u.s alliance with saudi arabia of which we have a very very good working relationship both through the department of state and the military um i would tell you that saudi arabia is our number one ally in the region um so the u.s government uh works with saudi arabia and has for a long time but i found this interesting and then i'll shut up um other public fund saudi public fund investments that are around the world right now, before everybody loses their mind that there's a third golf tour started. Um, who do they back? Shell, SoftBank, Boeing, Total, BP, Starbucks, Carnival Cruise Lines, Marriott, Suncor, Bank of America, ENI, Citibank, Berkshire Hathaway, Live Nation, Qualcomm, Disney, Twitter, Facebook, Uber. I could go on and on. I don't see the argument that professional golfers who are essentially single contractors who choose to play where they want to play and they're getting paid well to play are un-American, have done anything wrong when, in fact, the United States is an ally with Saudi Arabia and the Saudi Arabia Public Fund, which funds Live Golf, also funds and helps invest in many, many, many American companies. So... The arguments have gone insane. It makes no sense. For us golfers, we just want to watch golfers who are better than us play wherever. This weekend, that's at the U.S. Open. Um, On Father's Day will be the final round. Check it out if you're a golfer. Um, That's my opinion on it. Let the live do their thing. Nothing wrong with it. 
All right, the Lincoln Arts Festival. Uh, KLN is a proud sponsor and partner of the 21st Lincoln Arts Festival. Earlier this week, you'll recall we had Ali. Uh, oh, McCraven. No, that's my old admiral. McCracken. McCracken. They're both. They're both very good nautical last names. Yeah. Admiral McRaven was my admiral for a long time. Allie McCracken uh, from the Lincoln Arts Council was here, did a bang-up job explaining uh, the festival this weekend, June 18th and 19th, down at Canopy Street in the Rail Yard. Go check it out. We've advertised it all week. think it's going to be a great event. It's arts. Um, having said that, um, a lot of people, it seems like the one thing that I just get pounded about, and I don't understand why, is thoughts on... LGBTQ and other things like that, you know, drag queen story hour. Here's the deal, folks, just don't go to those things, whether it's Werner Park or whether it's, you know, a venue here in Lincoln, like it's not something you are forced to take your kids to or to go, okay? There is a group, there is citizens that are always going to be here in America, around the world. Um, that have the same rights as us, they're people, they're just showcasing theirs. Do I agree with it? I don't, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to say you can't do it. Now, is that different if we're talking about taxpayers' money or bringing them into schools? Yeah, that's probably something that I, I would talk about. I would get on a side and say, hey, I don't know if that's the right thing. But as far as showcasing things like that, I don't think we need to get up in arms about that. I don't. I think we just... Don't need to go if we don't agree with it. Just don't go. Don't sponsor it. Don't bring it to your what? store. Don't bring it to, you know, your place. But it's just, it's like the most unbelievable thing we get fired up about here. And um, I don't think there's, you know, a reason to. Just don't participate. Um, Juneteenth, I don't know if you're aware, right? We should be aware. Juneteenth, essentially the... Uh, federal holiday that celebrates the end of slavery in the United States. That is a big deal. We fought a civil war over it. Um, it's officially uh, this uh, this Sunday, and then uh, Monday it'll be celebrated. Uh, you can be proud that Nebraska is a place where we honor it, and state workers have that day off. Uh, interesting enough to many of you that don't do your research, uh, this actually was kind of promulgated on a big-time deal down in Texas where they – had called it Emancipation Day, and it would be celebrated locally since the 1860s and became an official state holiday in 1980. And now it's a federal holiday as of last year. And I guess I'm shocked to, to think that not every state uh, has state workers getting the day off on Juneteenth. I mean, it's a federal holiday. Let's go. We fought a civil war over it. Um, freed slaves uh, two months after the Civil War that was enacted. I mean, like, that's a big deal. You know, so Juneteenth um, celebrations going on around for that. Johnny, you've got one at the zoo you're going to, right? Yeah, I'm going to the the booze at the zoo. Booze at the zoo. Isn't that funny? That's what Johnny's doing. (laughs) All right, Johnny's doing that. Um, Okay, real quick. I saw there was a little dust up with uh, Councilman Beckius and uh, the LPD chief at a local meeting talking about drag races and, you know, what happened on O Street. And and here's the deal. I listen, where I live, there are motorcycles flying around. I hear them every night. I've thought many a times I should go out there with camera and just get the license plate. I always fall asleep. Um I've thought of other nefarious activities to do that would be illegal and I don't want to hurt anybody. 
Um, but it was brought up about having a drag strip. And I'll tell you what, that is something I've thought about. Not necessarily a drag strip, but, you know, hey, listen, if this, if motorcycle and fast cars is a thing, then maybe we ought to have a raceway. Meaning a public raceway, right? That you have to take a course, and maybe it involves motorcycles. It's got turns, and maybe it's a drag strip. That's not a bad idea, folks. Fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN. You're getting the four one one from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, we're finishing up Frogman Friday here. Have a couple more thoughts. A lot of people uh, talking about uh, the governor's wife uh, backing Democratic candidate uh, for the first district. Uh, well, yeah, the governor's always said. I mean, his wife's a Democrat. That is what it is. I don't think that's a big deal. I think that's credit to those two to have a relationship and raise kids. And you know, one's a sitting governor, and um, and I think that's a show of nice balance. And I would like nice balance in politics, right? You know, as long as we lean conservative a little bit. No. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't think that should be big news. It just is what it is. I mean, uh, everybody's known that, uh, I think, since Governor Ricketts became a, a public person. Uh, again, back to the the dust-up about accidents. Here's the deal. First of all, we need more officers. Everybody is starting to see that, feel that. Even the police chief has mentioned that. So we need more officers on the street, more deterrence. Obviously, the more we see that, the more we tend to tap brakes, the more we get in line uh, with driving. Um, all the accidents have been tragic. Anytime there is, there's a lot of them. Um, I would say to young people who have that need for speed or even old people, like, <laughs> I don't want to tell you to go out in the country. But what I want to what I want to say is if you feel you have to do that, my God, don't do it in populated areas. But um it isn't a bad thought. I always look at problems. I think, well, how can we solve it? I mean, there's a raceway over uh, south of Council Bluffs. There's one out by Hastings. Um, you know, maybe it's time if we have a lot of motorsports here and people that like that, uh, maybe it's time that we have a, a public venue that people can go to and use that as, as we go on. I don't know. I tell you what, I'd definitely roll out there in the in the Jeep and try to cut some corners. But uh, I can understand why people are frustrated on that. Hey, remember Juneteenth? Uh, we fought for it. It's as good and important as any war we fought. Um, remember it. 1,499.3 KLI.